Hey everybody, welcome to another week of Boom Boom Birdland. So what I've been doing is, obviously the first 10 episodes were like intro episodes. I'm thinking these 10 episodes are going to be about mental health. Um, and then the next 10 are going to be about another big topic. Uh, because it just switches up the topic. Um, I don't even know the topic yet, so I'll have to find that out. But Or you'll have to find that out. Um, but yeah, today I sit down with Maxwell Costas, who went to Gilman. Uh, which is in Maryland, then went to Maryland for college, and then now is on the Orioles. Like, how cool is that? Like, he grew up in Baltimore, and now he's on the team that he loves. That's pretty cool. Um, so we sit down and talk about mental health. So, yeah, I talk about how he deals with it in each stage of his life and what he's dealt with and what he did to achieve problems in his life. Also, if you're ever in crisis and need to talk to someone, text HOME to 741741 to reach a volunteer crisis counselor. I hope you enjoy this podcast, and I'll see you after the interview. find it so cool so you you are O's fan growing up right yes sir so i find it so cool that you get to play for your, the team that you love i i like i tell people this all the time my earliest memories as a kid were sitting in the upper decks of camden yards <clears throat> so like you know as i tell people it's always like it's really cool to have a, to have a chance to get to actually play on the field now if i do everything mm -hmm. i need to do so, did you watch Maryland baseball growing up? Not really. Not, not really. Not really. Um, my my older brother went to Maryland. Mm -hmm. My older brother was actually uh, was gonna go to Navy to play football, mm -hmm. and then Maryland offered him for baseball. And <laughs> you know, and this is something we can get into during the uh, during the talk. But like, mm -hmm. uh, the only the only like college baseball camp i ever went to was a merlin baseball camp <laughs> that's so funny i went i went once in when i was like in the eighth grade and then you know you could kind of say the rest is history mm -hmm. so uh before we start i want to give you like a little background of myself because obviously i listened to you and dr t's interview awesome and honestly like so i'm a 19 year old boy and i'm transferring to Towson in the spring and have and have anxiety, ADHD, depression, that type of stuff. And I was like, this is the perfect person to talk to. Like you've been like through that experience, through what I've heard, you've been through that stuff. So like picking your mind, picking players' minds is what I love to do. Because like as I love to say is like people can look up skills online and like records online. Like people can look up that you have the record for getting uh hit by pitches most in Maryland, which that's a crazy record um uh, yeah. <laughs> but they can't really look up your personality mm -hmm. <laughs> all right so uh, um probably you know it's it, it's probably something that i've 
been playing my whole life. You know, my dad, my dad played uh, baseball at, at Bowie State, which is, you know, yeah. PG County right near the Bowie Bay Sox Stadium. My dad went to Bowie State. Um, but, I mean, I would say that, like, growing up, like, I was never, like, just a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad had us play, like, all different types of sports. Like, I played soccer, basketball, football. I was a three-sport athlete in high mm-hmm. school. Like, you know, I've never, like, it wasn't until I got to college that I was just a baseball player. It's nice to see the the effect I have on, the, or could possibly have, I should say, like, on, like, other people. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I'm from Baltimore. So like, I can see Camden Yard. If I go up into mm-hmm. my attic, I can see Camden Yards. That's so cool. Right? So, like, I, I I'm, I'm an inner city kid, you mm-hmm. know, like. I grew up practicing on blacktops and like, you know, broken pavement with rubber balls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's one of those things where like it's I have the opportunity to kind of affect people, you know, affect people that, you know, might come from a similar background like me and be like kind of like a like a beacon to them. You know, like if you if you like work hard enough at this, like, you know, you you will be found. Yeah. So how does it feel that you hold the record? 67 hit by pitches. Going back to that. You know, you know, I it's one of those things where one of the things they taught us at Maryland was, you know, we, we don't move our feet. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where it was like I, I wore an elbow guard anyway. And mm-hmm. I fully admit that there were a lot of times where we're getting hit by pitches. It's like save my at bat. <laughs> Like I, so cool. I would be down like one two oh two or something and get hit by, and get hit by like a like a backup slider or something, and <laughs> bro. My on like it, it it was also good for the on base percentage. So uh-huh. like you know like uh, it it's weird because people always tell me that I stand really close to the plate, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I stand really close to the plate because I've, mm-hmm. I felt like if I stand if I stood farther from it, like that would just be like. <laughs> it feel like the the plate was like twenty feet away from me. So like with fight or flight, how do you just stay in the box? How do you not move away from it? I, it's just kind of prep. You you get used to it. You know, like it, it's one of those things where like everybody asked me like there there have been times when um when I was at Maryland, I was joking around with like my like my non non baseball playing like friends and stuff, and I mm-hmm. I have them like you know set up like the. Uh, like a pitching machine mm-hmm. to see what I see every day. And they're <laughs> terrified of it. <laughs> right? I would be too. And it's one of those things like you kind of, you kind of just get used to, you, you get like desensitized to seeing a ball moving at you that fast, to be honest. So when somebody criticizes you about like baseball, cause you might be on Twitter, I don't know, but there's trolls, everything on Twitter. And it's somebody probably that doesn't play baseball. How does that make you feel? I mean, like again, like that's the that's the point, isn't it? They don't yeah. play, mm-hmm. right? I, it it's it, as being a college athlete too, especially going to like you know a school like Merlin that has like a very rich like athletics program. Mm-hmm. Like I, I got, I was surrounded by a lot of people who were like you know who would talk about the athletic teams, who would talk about them, like you know, like oh they need to do this, this, and this. They need to do this, and it's always weird to see like the like the you know the 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 50 year olds like mm-hmm. talking about like an 18 year old kid yeah. you know like and, and i think it's it's one of those things like you're gonna have people who don't like you mm-hmm. 
it, it is what it is, bro. Everybody's not gonna like you, right? The, my my thing has always been the only the only people whose opinions matter to me are my coaches and the people who have been with on this journey with me, mm-hmm. right? Like they're the only opinions that matter to me. Yeah. That's honestly that's what I should go by because. Sometimes I have people criticizing me about my podcast. I'm like, you don't even have a podcast. Like, you don't know. You, they don't know how hard this is. They don't know yeah. what goes into it every day. Like, like man, like I, you know, practice, train for four or five hours a day. I think you know, the, the, the perfection isn't possible, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I would say that there, there's a difference between like one play and a pattern. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you notice a pattern of you struggling with something, that's something you need to go work on. Yeah. Right. But if it's just one thing where it's like, you know, hey, like I like the ball took a weird hop and hit my glove and that's why I made an error. Or I was just a little bit early on this pitch and that's why I missed it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just one time. Right. You know, like but if you see yourself like like consistently doing something. Mm-hmm. Right, like oh, I consistently mess up this play, or I consistently struggle to hit this pitch. That's when you need to go work on something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with baseball, obviously it's a game of failure. But do you ever get stressed out by playing the game? And if you get stressed out, how do you manage your stress? I think uh, I think the biggest thing that's helped me manage stress was learning to kind of like embrace it in a way. Mm-hmm. Stress is a natural biological adaptation in humans mm-hmm. right we're going to be stressed about things especially yeah. things that kind of matter to us right mm-hmm. because again we don't have any like you know, back when we were hunters and gatherers mm-hmm. you know like we were, we were like worried about you know keep staying alive mm-hmm. so like when we came face to face with like predators and stuff we would get really stressed about that yeah Luckily, I'm not going to walk outside and be faced with like, a saber-toothed tiger right now. Uh-huh. It's more so like, you know, learning to accept the fact that, hey, like, you know, like, I feel nervous about this. I feel stressed about this. And that's natural, right? That's more mm-hmm. so like my body trying to prepare me to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So talking about stress, when like you're in the batter box, is it stressful trying to guess the pitches? Y- you know... I would say yes and no, mm-hmm. right? I, I think that's why having a plan, having like some idea of what's going on is so important, mm-hmm. right? If you just step into the batter's box on on a like, you know, oh, I'm just going to hit, right? Yeah. You're going to get really stressed out because you, you're going <laughs> to have no idea what's going on, no idea what's coming, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like, again, we get scouting reports on pitchers all the time, right? Yeah. And so if you can are good at like reading scout reports, good at like understanding what it is that you do well and don't do well, mm-hmm. right? Like it's going to be really easy to like step in the box and be like, okay, like I studied this guy, like I know he does this, I know he does this, right? Like you know, in understanding yourself and what you do well and how he's going to like try to attack you, mm-hmm. right? That's what's like you know kind of like stress relieving in a way like understanding like hey like i'm gonna walk into the box do this this and this right and it's also a little bit of like having um like being able to watch the game and seeing like you know what does a pitcher have feel for and stuff Mm -hmm. like that like if i if i'm watching him and i see that he can't throw any of his off speeds for a strike that day 
Why oh. would I ever worry about any of his off speed? <laughs> Good point. I'm just like eliminating that pitch. Um, so like with schoolwork, right? In college, how did you balance schoolwork and then sports? I, I think I was blessed with the fact that the high school I went to was incredibly academically rigorous. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I think it's actually like I remember the last time I looked at it, it was ranked as like the like third best high school in Maryland or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. And so, and so, like, the high school was so small that we we had to play a sport every semester, right? So, like, I've always I was always used to being in season and having to do like work and stuff like that, like learning how to like balance, like, hey, like, I gotta get this done, I gotta get this done, like, you know, instead of going to see my friends on a weekend, like, I'd stay in and like get homework done and stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it takes a little bit of like sacrifice, I would say. Well, with those sacrifices, where you are today, like, they were good sacrifices, right? Absolutely worth it. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, baseball is a game of failure. Do you ever apply that to life when you make mistakes? Absolutely. Like, uh, you know, like, you're not, like I said, I think I said, like I said earlier in this interview, like, per- perfection isn't possible, mm-hmm. right? You're going to mess things up. You're going to do some things wrong. You're going to hurt people, all that stuff, right? But it's it's more so indicative of your character how you respond to those things mm-hmm. right if you're someone who can you know look at yourself and say hey i messed up and then be, and then tell yourself this is how this is what i'm going to do to make sure that doesn't happen again like i feel like that's much more indicative of a good a person with good character or like a like a a, a great human being rather than someone who seems like they're just perfect yeah. you know so Obviously, with mental health, there are a bunch of people out there that say, like, men can't cry, that type of stuff. How does that, like, not affect your mental health, but what do you think about that? I think that's the stupidest thing ever, <laughs> right? I, I think yeah. um, when when you hear things like that, mm-hmm. right, it's, it, it's, it's one of the, it's, it, it's kind of like, why shouldn't we be allowed to cry? Yeah. Like who, like who, who came up with that? You know, mm-hmm. like, like I, I would say, uh, avoiding your feelings and avoiding being honest about your feelings is a lot weaker than being honest about them. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think it takes a lot more strength to be vulnerable to people about your struggles and to it than to like you know try to you know make it seem like everything's perfect and you're like you know this like like un unmovable person i also think like it like the idea of being able to recognize your emotions right being Mm -hmm. able to cognizant of how you're feeling is 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 indicative of a very like you know mature person yeah right if you're someone who's always running from your emotions not willing to acknowledge them that's when they start to like come out in your actions and behaviors and when you can start hurting people So how would you say like you recognize your emotions? I, I I'm some I'm a very like a uh, introspective person I would say, mm-hmm. right? Like I I you know one of the things I can say is like I meditate before every game, right? It helps, cool. me, calm, it helps me calm down and it helps me you know like kind of recognize like how I'm feeling like you know what it is like that might be. Bo- I can remember times when um. I would sit down like back in college when I would sit down and, and meditate before games and I would feel like really stressed and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'd be able to recognize like, Hey, it isn't the fact that I'm stressed about this game, but 
I'm more so stressed about the fact that like over the next week I'm gonna have two exams and because of because of traveling mm -hmm. and stuff, I'm not gonna get a lot of time to study for that. Uh-huh. Like and, and if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have been able to recognize the fact that that's what's really bothering me. So with like criticism and stuff, um obviously in baseball or life, if somebody yells at you, how is that different than criticism? And how does that not affect your mind, but how do you respond to it? It, it, you have to be very good at, at picking up the pieces that you really need from it. Mm -hmm. You know, like if again, people are going to yell at you, bro. That's just happens, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And and you have to be kind of good at like picking up like the lessons and stuff from it, seeing like what is it, what is it that this person's really trying to say to me. Mm -hmm. So, was there any times in baseball that you like did not want to play, like, um, but like too much mental health and too much stress? and you couldn't get yourself onto the field i can remember i can remember times like you know back is actually my uh freshman year the, the summer baseball of my freshman year where, where it says where i would say was like the lowest i felt mentally mm -hmm. and i can remember times like waking up during the day and like literally just not wanting to get out of bed and <laughs> And I, 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 like, I always give this, tell this story though. There was a, there was a night where I hit, I hit four home runs in one game. Mm -hmm. that for at during one of the games while I was playing summer baseball, and literally the the morning of that day, I was considering calling the coach and lying about being sick because I just did not want to go play. I, I literally could not get myself out of bed. But my, my housemate who was living with me, his name is Paul Franzoni. He's um he's a coach at NJIT now, and um mm. he came, he sat there and like talked with me for a couple minutes about it, right? And he he got me out of bed to go play that night. That's crazy. And if he did, and if he didn't do that, I wouldn't have had that night. So with the four home runs, you obviously said, like that, like make you feel good about yourself. Like honest, honestly, not really. Like I. Again, like I, I was playing the best. I was playing like amazing baseball at that time, mm -hmm. right? But I was kind of just like you know miserable as a person. Basically, at that time, like what made you motivated? What made you happy? If like the four home runs didn't make you happy, I, I think you know getting to see my teammates mm -hmm. was like you know what was keeping me going, right? Like they, I was I was blessed to have like an amazing team while I, I was up there. We ended up winning the the summer league championship too, and um. Like I was surrounded by really cool people. Like so, like I talked to like five or six of those kids still to this day. That's pretty cool, right? And so, like I was surrounded by really cool people, really good people, and it was like you know, dang man, like you know, like at least I got to see them that day. You know, like they made they they made like you know, baseball and, and life in general at that time like like worth it. Mm -hmm. So do you take like days off to not do anything and just relax? Absolutely. You the recovery is very very important. Recovery is the most the most <laughs> underrated aspect of being an athlete. Cuz I know there's a lot of people that are out there like I can't, I can't take a day off. I got to whatever, work out every day, got to go to work every day, something like that. I think um that, like I think you can you can rest your body while also training your mind still. Uh -huh. Right. I, even on my days off, those are the days where I'll sit down and kind of like do, like study, like what what it is I'm doing, like you know different techniques of what I can do and stuff like that. I think 
there there there's got to be some type of like mental break for yourself mm -hmm. right where you're doing something different like you know on sundays i literally don't look at anything baseball <laughs> literally I, I need like i need that mental break in my life you know what i'm saying like yeah i'll sit around like watch anime cook with my mom like all that stuff like just a mental break that's pretty cool that you take like a day off of the week oh weekend to just keep Dude, yourself no. isolated that type of stuff mm -hmm. so when you're upset are you do you are you usually like isolated and like go by yourself and just think about it by yourself or do you rather talk to somebody i i would say like i'm a little bit of both i mm. think i think i'm someone who when they get upset they they sit down i'll sit down and kind of like you know try to process why i'm upset so mm -hmm. that when i go to somebody about it i can like you know tell them exactly what it is that's bothering me mm -hmm. right like you know ang anger is always a is a is a secondary emotion mm -hmm. right? anger is a very secondary emotion and so i i think that when when we get angry with ourselves when we feel like upset with ourselves there's an underlying there's an underlying issue there that's really bothering us that we like we need to sit down and take time to think about you know yeah so when you think about like anger and stuff does that does that help does like, your anger help you like say like you're angry that you struck out say like five times a day or whatever um does that help you like get in a better mindset to be like okay i gotta do this and this and this not to strike out for me personally i would say no okay i would say I i'm someone who like I play best when I'm a very just like calm and chillaxed person. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, it, I like when I like when I get like very emotional about things or upset about things, like I start playing worse. Mm -hmm. So is there like any games that you've played, whatever? Because there's whatever NFL stories about just just like Demar Hamlin, uh, when they ran back the touchdown, how they were emotional. Is there any plays you've done and then you've been emotional after a play? I can't really think of this off the top of my head. It's <laughs> all good. I can't really think of one off the top of my head. Like I feel like all of my, all like the the plays and things that stand out to me most in my baseball career, mm -hmm. have always been times when I was like just really calm. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't like even and even after it happened, like I was just very just calm and chillax about it. Like you know, like it. it I I'd say. Um, I remember uh, when we went on like a uh, in in college, we went on like a twenty game winning streak to get ourselves <laughs> into a regional, uh -huh. right? I remember my first AB of that regional, I, I hit a home run and like like I was like I was like you know like hype about it, but like I wasn't like like running up and down to like I was very like chill about it too at the same time. I find it so cool though that like you can be chill about that stuff like of course like when i played like little league sports i sucked at sports so when i when i played basketball and i scored my first two points in high school i was literally so excited like i jumped up and down whatever did a fist bump to my teammates so like awesome, bro. the way that the way that you chill about that is so cool i appreciate that man again like it's just i feel like that's just like who i am as a person like i'm just a, like to be my best self i just have to be very just like chill about things 
Because I think a lot of people want to be chill about like when they're in the batter box or their mindset. And like the fact that you can do that and you started training your mind to do that and people can't do that already. Like I think a lot of athletes want to do that. Hmm. I should write a book about it then. I, I've read, <laughs> I've, I've read, you know, it, and this is, it's taken me a while to learn how to do this. Like I can't mm -hmm. just say like, oh, I just started doing this. Like I, I've read a lot of books about it. I've, you know, I've, you know, like talked to a lot of people about it, all that stuff. Like I've had, you know, psych, I've gone to see psychologists for, for them to help me. Like, you know, this is something I, I've had to really like work on. Mm -hmm. So obviously people like, okay, like athletes are more inferior than regular humans, whatever, that type of stuff. Um, obviously I saw a thing with uh, Aaron Rodgers today and uh, he was in, I think, college he uh didn't cite his whatever work rate and his teacher was like okay like like he, his teacher didn't give him another chance to do it but he the teacher gave the other 14 kids a chance to do it so he went to the office hours asked why and the teacher was like yeah you're an athlete like you should be on top of it um how do you feel that athletes and just regular humans should be the same and treated the same i you know i think um I think there's a certain like like mythology about athletes yeah right that a lot of people like buy into that they don't see us as like just regular humans too mm -hmm. like i think like i remember the guy was um i forget the guy's name this is offensive lineman for the bills and he was on he was on espn talking about it and he was talking about how like you know like people people seem to not be able to understand like the the pressure there is on athletes mm -hmm. like like you guys expect us to be like perfect people uh -huh. right it'd be like you expect us to you know not have any problems like you know and and when we do have problems we're, we're told like oh like you know you're blessed you're you know you're lucky you get to play a game to make a million dollars you shouldn't have any problems but you know that's not that's not real life you know what i'm yeah. saying like I, I think you know i can remember a couple times in college where professors would wouldn't want to work with me on things and stuff like that and i remember i had to tell them i was like man like like this isn't fair like yeah. like <laughs> like, you know, like i i would say that you know i and other athletes have to deal with so much so much mm -hmm. right like and at the same time, kind of like find a way to manage it all and seem like we're doing okay. So like now, <clears throat> oh my God, nowadays, like with the press, they obviously are so into it. They try to find every single detail. Uh, if they find one detail, they might try to flip it around, that type of stuff. How do you keep yourself from saying something too emotional to the press or that type of stuff so it doesn't come back to like hurt you? Uh, yeah, it, it takes practice. It takes practice. It takes, you know, experience mm -hmm. in a way. Like, again, that's why being like a very like, like calm and chill person can be helpful. It's also like the idea of being able to separate yourself from your sport. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I think, uh, you know, when when you can master the idea that you are not like what your sport is, like who you are as an athlete is different from who you are as a person. Like it kind of makes that type of stuff much easier. Yeah. Right. And all again, it also takes like a kind of like, you know, 
ability to like you know see within your see within yourself self introspection i would say mm -hmm. to 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 be able to like you know be get like a, a question and not answer it emotionally because i would be real reporters would be asking some mm -hmm. crazy questions sometimes yeah. right and be able to to hear that and like you know manage your emotions keep your keep your cool about you is like again something that just has to be kind of practiced mm -hmm. so obviously from gilman to maryland and then maryland to delmarva how were those transitions for you i mean not not very big like I think um again like I, I'm I'm home so to speak right <laughs> like you know everybody when I um when I was in Aberdeen I remember a lot of kids were were talking about like you know it's the end of the season coming up and uh you know oh I got this like really long drive home or I got this like long flight and I'm like you know like I'm an hour I'm an hour down the highway I'll be home for dinner you know what I'm saying like uh -huh. I, I think uh. It, it like my everywhere at every affiliate that i would mm -hmm. you know hopefully i'm you know blessed to play at mm -hmm. right? like i have friends in those areas <laughs> that mm -hmm. would come and see me play that's so cool like when i when i was um when i got to play in aberdeen like i have a very good friend that plays for the for Rowan softball team her mm -hmm. and her family came to see me play out there that's so cool. Just because they live right by there. Yeah, they like they live like down the street from the <laughs> stadium. That's so. So how is it uh, playing with Jackson Holiday? How cool is that? That was all. Jackson's the coolest kid ever. I ain't gonna lie. As, <laughs> he's the coolest kid ever. Like I, I love him. He's a very just like you know. He's not at all like you know. It's it's funny to it's funny that when people ask me about him, <laughs> right? Like you know, they ask me like, oh, like is he like. Is he like stuck up? Is he like this, this, and that? I'm like, man, Jackson is like the chillest, most <laughs> like just easygoing person I've ever met. Yeah, like from everyone like I've interviewed so far, all that, everyone is so like calm, cool, collected, humble. How do you feel being part of like a humble organization? Like, again, like I couldn't. Like, so, what I've been told is that the Orioles are, have a really, really good development, developmental. Mm -hmm you know organization and i can see why <laughs> you know like i like I, I get to go to the field with kids every day who are just like very like focused individuals and like there's no like there's no feeling i would say of like trying to step over one another mm -hmm. right like i i learn things from them they learn things from me we share like techniques and thought processes on how to do it like hitting defense all that stuff right like it, it it's it's you know representative of the fact of like the orioles like you know want people in the organization that like want like that one of the things we always say is that a rising tide raises all ships mm -hmm. right then and what, what we mean by that is kind of like um they want like great people really great players will make people better around them so what's your favorite like baseball play you've ever made? If you had to pick one. <laughs> I had one when I was in high school that was on ESPN. I was a sophomore and uh -huh. um, my sophomore year of high school, we were playing in uh we were playing in the semifinal game to go to the championship, but I was playing third and I made a diving play down the line and threw a kid out like from my knees basically. <laughs> was it on top ten? 
Yeah, I think I don't I don't remember if it ever got on top ten, but I I know it was nominated. That's so cool. So obviously from when you were younger till now, how do you feel that you've improved your mental health? And I think I think I, I think I think improving it just be, was becoming more aware of it. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm 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 someone who likes to take action. Right. Yeah. And 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 becoming aware of what was going on with me, what my problems were, kind of like, you know, I would say helped in that way. Like now, like now that I know what I'm feeling, like I can go like, you know, do something about it. Mm -hmm. So do you think like more sports players everywhere, like around the world, high school, uh, college, even kids should get like sports therapists? Like obviously, Absolutely. Absolutely. obviously you don't see always. We all need always, it. We, they all need it. I would say absolutely yes. Having a sports psychologist was saved my baseball career. Mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes like I just get sad out of nowhere for no reason. Uh, do you ever feel this? And if so, why do you think this happens? I think, you know, it's weird, right? I think mm -hmm. the the human brain and the human mind are, are just like the most interesting that's why i study psychology in, in college because mm -hmm. it's the most interesting things ever i think um when when if you just randomly get sad sometimes like that's not necessarily like like a bad thing mm -hmm. because it might not even be sadness it might just be like you know like i would i remember me and my friends call it call it like uh like you know nostalgia kind of hitting you or mm -hmm. it might just be melancholy but like if you're i would say that you know sometimes you you think about things like hey like i miss this person or mm -hmm. hey like this was a really fun time of my life and i wish i had that back like mm -hmm. it's it's natural to think about those things right but i would what i would say that where a problem comes in is like you know if those things kind of consume you in a way yeah so how do you try to like stay in the moment then well you <laughs> do things like i i'm like i said i'm a doer like mm -hmm. I go watch TV or I do like write or I call my friends, you know, again, mm -hmm. like if you miss somebody, call them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like life is very simple. I think, um, you know, staying in the moment is, is realizing that, you know, where, like wherever you are now, you'll be okay. So when you're getting cheered on, like for hitting a home run, do you hear the cheers or are you locked not really. in? I'm going to be real. Not really. <laughs> like I'm, never, like, I'm, I'm not really cognizant of it. Because uh -huh. you're just locked in, basically. I'm, like, it, if anything, it all kind of sounds like you know. It all uh -huh. kind of sounds muffled, if that yeah. makes sense. So, how have like how has stress helped you in life? Well, I'd say stress helps everybody, uh -huh. right? I think stress, a good amount of stress, like you know, that's manageable, is like you know important to like you know grow as a person. Uh -huh. Right? You should be stressed about. You know, making sure like you turn your work in. You should be stressed about, you know, hey, like, you know, like I need to get this done. Like stress like I said, stress is a natural thing. Mm -hmm. Right. But the only time when stress becomes bad is when it kind of like a kind of like, you know, when I said about sadness, when it becomes like consuming. Mm -hmm. Like you can't sleep at night because you're stressed about things. You can't yeah. You know, you can't eat because, like, you know, you just feel like, you know, like, I got to get something done. Like, I feel like, you know, 
stress. So stress releases this thing called cortisol into your into your body, which you know lowers your appetite, lowers like your uh, like your need for sleep, mm-hmm. and like again, like good amounts of stress are 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 necessary as a human being, but when it becomes like out of control where you can't sleep can't eat that's when it becomes a problem so when it becomes a problem what do you do when it becomes a problem i call somebody right i sit down and recognize try to recognize what is it that is stressing me out mm-hmm. is it something that i can deal with right now you know it, i i would say that be, like like stress and anxiety come from thinking about the future mm-hmm. right you know think that you got to control what you can control you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> So obviously, I was talking to my friend about this the other day, and sometimes I even enjoy fight or flight. Do you ever enjoy fight or flight? Like just the feeling. So like it's weird because like y- you never really like for me personally like it's one of those things you, I never really notice that I'm in it until I'm. Mm-hmm. I would say I never notice that I'm in it until I'm out of it. Yeah. Right. You never really notice like when, when that like you know that that mode is kind of hitting you until you're out of it and you can look back mm-hmm. and think like, you know, Oh, that's what happened. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I can remember a lot of times when like, like, like I would do things and it would just feel like, like I would just, like, it was like an out of body experience, like while playing or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but then I like, when I go back and think about it, I was like, Oh, <laughs> like that's what that felt like. Mm-hmm. Right. I like, you know, my, my biggest thing has been trying to like, you know, trying to to get that out of my game you know what i'm saying like get that feeling of like fight or flight out because like that that isn't like you know necessary Mm -hmm. when a pitcher throws the ball obviously you're locked in does it feel like slower or faster slower slower like when when you're like when again like that's why being like a very calm and like chill person is important if you're like really hyped up if you're really like you know like like vibrating stuff everything's gonna seem like it's moving faster around you uh-huh but like if you if you're good at like calming yourself down if you're good at like you know keeping your composure i would say like that's mm-hmm. when everything starts to move slower you can like really like focus what does it mean to you to be an oriole i mean like again like I, i'm a bald i'm a kid from baltimore like mm-hmm. I, it's the coolest thing ever like you did, I couldn't like you know it, it. Like if if I got to play for like I'd be blessed to play for any MLB team, but to get to play for your hometown team is just like is wild. So of course you have friends in Maryland, right? Did they go to other teams or whatever? And if they did, how do you still stay in touch with them? Like I mean, yes, I do. But um, again, social media is a wonderful thing if you use right. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I have their numbers, right? Mm-hmm. We sit down and talk about like, you know, our struggles, our problems all the time. Like it, it feels, it, it's kind of like one of those things like, you know, to have somebody going through the same thing as you makes you feel better about what you're going through. Yeah. I think it's so cool that you can relate to other players and it helps you just talk to someone about it that knows your struggles because like, obviously you can talk to me, but like, I don't play baseball, so it's not like I can help you with your swing or whatever. So I find it so cool that like you can talk to friends and like friends can help you instead of going like the coaches. Absolutely. And do you think like sometimes do you prefer going to friends instead of coaches? I I would say it depends. Mm-hmm. Right. I think 
when and it's yeah again like that's why i say it depends because there are certain problems where it feels like you know like i need to talk to someone that's in it with me mm-hmm. about this and then there are other problems where it feels like hey like i need someone who like has experience has like you know like you know has ex- like has gone through this like and is outside of it right now to mm-hmm. to, to you know give me some advice on something so when you won the championship team and you guys won, were you excited then? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Like I, I still have the video, I still have the video on my phone of me running out there, like in dog piling with them. <laughs> That's so cool. Who are you excited to play with in the O's? Everybody. Everyone. <laughs> like, I mean, anyone. I, I, not I mean, again, like I I, I love baseball just in general mm-hmm. right so i i think um i like it in general so like every opportunity i get to play with new people meet new people go new places is is awesome to me you know mm-hmm. like i don't yeah i don't i'm not i don't really sit here and dream about oh i want to play with this player <laughs> like oh i i need to be on the same field as this player like mm-hmm. all all of it is awesome to me so when watching the game, I I, I kind of know this because I actually trained like as a professional wrestler for a little bit just to be active, and I like watching like WWE that type of stuff. So like it was kind of in my mind when watching it because like I kind of dissected it. But when you watch baseball, do you like kind of dissect it or do you try to watch it like as from a fan point of view? I'll say a little bit of both. Like like. There are times when, like, I'll be sitting there and, like, I'll start thinking about, okay, like, you know, if I was hitting, like, what would I be looking for? What would I Mm -hmm. be thinking about, right? And then other times, like, again, like, this is those days where, like, you just, like, just mental relaxation. I'm just watching it and, like, look and thinking, like, wow, that guy's throwing 105. That's kind of, that's kind of crazy. So you were talking about anime earlier. What's your favorite anime? One Piece. One Piece. (laughs) Have you watched all? I know, I know it's a long series. Is it, have you watched them all? I've seen all one thousand and forty-six episodes, and they still haven't found the piece, right? They still have not found it. <laughs> That's crazy that you sat down for that long to watch. I, it. I I started I started it back in twenty twenty uh-huh. during quarantine, and yeah, I've been a lifelong fan ever since. So, what baseball player do you look up to? Oh, man. People ask me this question, and it's like, <laughs> like, I can give so many answers, but I would say, like, personality-wise, like, Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. He was he was always someone that was, like, like, smiling and, like, joking around. Like, he looked like he was having, like, fun out there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's kind of, like, how I see baseball. Like, I, I want to have fun with this. You know, mm-hmm. like, this... If I ever start thinking about this as like a job, then like, you know, that's when I feel like I don't want to lose the love for the game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Obviously, you say Ken Gif- yeah, Ken Griffey Jr., but like first base wise, like who do you look up for like skill wise, if that makes sense? See, I don't have an answer for that because mm-hmm. like I do a lot of different things. Like I just play first base because like that was the position open at Maryland 
Mm-hmm. Like, since I've been with the Orioles, I've played a number of different positions. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I can't really think of like a like a like a utility guy. You know that just mm-hmm. does everything. When people when people ask you about obviously I'm bringing this back the hitting by pitches, do you do you just find it funny that people? I think know- I find it hilarious. Like <laughs> it's just I I don't I don't know what to tell you about it. <laughs> like I find that so funny that like when you look up your name, that's the stat that pops up. That is the stat that pops up. Yep. I just I guess that's gonna be tied to me for the rest of the life now. <laughs> Do you ever have like anxiety attacks during the game of baseball? No, I would. I would if and if I do, I would say I really don't recognize them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I can say that there are times where like my anxiety does rise during the games, but that's why, you know, you do all like the mental preparation and stuff like before a game, right? So you like it's not. There's never a time when there's no there's no amount of meditation or game planning or anything like that that's going to make you, f- like, not feel nervous. Mm-hmm. It's more so so you can control it when it happens. So with, like, adrenaline and that type of stuff, do you – does that affect you at all? I, of course it does. Like, again, like, like biological adaptations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, stress, adrenaline, nervousness. Like, they're, like, there's no amount of things I can do to never feel those things. Mm-hmm. But, like, all of the work that I do is simply so, like, I can control it. You know, like, I can control it to a point where I'm not going to be swinging at a ball above my head. <laughs> you know, like, or, like, I can control it so, like, I can stay, like, in the moment so I'm not, like, trying to go outside of myself. So was there any, like, baseball play in your life that it kind of it kind of hit you? That That's not supposed to be a pun, but um, it kind of, like, hit you and you realized, like, oh, like, I actually really need to do this better or, Oh, I need to do this better. Uh, you know, I think I've always been like that. Like it never mm-hmm. was like one time where I thought that mm-hmm. like, I've always been someone that kind of just like want, like is constantly wanting to get better. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and again, like that's a, I would say that's a blessing and a curse because sometimes mm-hmm. the, the enemy of better is best. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, like, wanting to constantly find ways to improve yourself is not bad but it also has to be balanced with the of being balanced with being appreciative of how far you come and sometimes i forget that right like sometimes mm-hmm. i forget to be like you know to be appreciative of how far i've come yeah. in an effort of trying to be a little bit better trying to be a little bit better trying to be a little bit better right mm-hmm. again like there has to be a balance in those things since you're from maryland like i gotta ask this question what's your favorite crab cake the ones my mom makes. The ones your mom makes. My mom. You gotta send me some. <laughs> my my mom hasn't shown me the recipe for them yet, and you know, I that I need it one day. And all the trout cakes I had, my mom definitely makes the best ones. That's pretty cool. And then, when did you discover uh, Old Bay? I think Old Bay has been a part of my life since I've been alive. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, like, I don't. I don't do think there's ever on? a time when there's ever there's never a time where a child born in Merlin does not know about Old Bay. <laughs> so what do you put your Old Bay on? Everything. 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 What's the what would you say is the craziest thing you put it on? A hot dog. Hot dog. I could see that. Do you ever like, put it like in popcorn or anything? 
See, look, I feel like Old Bay would go crazy on popcorn. I haven't tried that. I haven't tried that yet, but I feel like that would go crazy. In fact, I'm writing that down right now. You should. Honestly, that works. Uh, vegetables work because it gives it a taste. Absolutely. Uh, like, it, it, yeah. it, 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 you can put it on everything. <laughs> um. So then in Maryland, uh, was there any times like, you didn't get along with your roommate or you didn't get along with someone and how would you obviously you're calm so how do you deal with that i think i think there there needs to be some again like self-introspection right like mm -hmm. if, if we're not getting along right you, you need to be able to look inside yourself and saying okay like is there anything happening here that i'm the problem or i'm mm -hmm. the cause of right mm -hmm. and and you need you need to like you know be good at interacting with people in a way where it's like okay like you know like hey like you know i did this and i'm sorry about that but like you know can we sit down and talk about this because this is upsetting me like you know being able to like meet halfway and be like okay like how could like you know if there's a problem let's solve it mm -hmm. right like you know you nobody wants to be constantly living in in a feeling of like hey like you know, like we don't we don't like each other, and that's just that. Like that's that's dude. We're grown adults now. Nobody has time for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You. What do you feel about the Ravens game yesterday? I didn't even watch it, bro. <laughs> as soon as soon as I saw, look, as soon as I saw, it was like, oh, like we we have like the the bench guys, and like I was like, man, I'm taking a nap. I haven't got time for this. But no, because the my uh my trainer, right? Me and him talk about it all the time that like like whenever I watch whenever I watch a game, the team that I want seems to win. Mm -hmm. Right. So I so like I watched the uh the the same week that the Ravens and the uh the Terps Terps basketball team Terps men's basketball team lost, right? Mm -hmm. I got to the next day I went in the workout and he asked me, Did you watch either of the games? And I was like, nah, man. He said, like, see, that's why we lost, right? <laughs> so yesterday I watched the uh the men's basketball game and they upset Ohio State. Yeah. Right. I didn't watch the Ravens game and they lost. Right. And as soon as that happened, I immediately texted him. I was like, hey, I was like, hey, watch the Turks, watch the Turks basketball game. Didn't watch the Ravens game. Results speak for themselves. Hey, I got to tell you, I think that the Ravens have a chance to uh, coming up because if Andrews comes back, Dobbins comes back, Lamar comes back. Yeah, we're playing without our best players out there. Right. And we only lost by 11. Like people were saying that's a blowout. I don't see that. I, I think we're going to be fine. I think we're gonna be fine. You think they can win? I absolutely. Why? Why not? Hey, when we, I think when the last time the Ravens won a Super Bowl, 2012, we were like, I think we beat, we had to, we beat Andrew Luck when he was at the top mm -hmm. of his game, mm -hmm. and, and and back to back to back, right? Yeah, we beat Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady back to right. back to back. So right. like, <laughs> I mean, a. Hey, like I can't imagine like a harder like a, like what could have been harder than that. Right. So when you play the game of baseball, do you ever think like, oh gosh, like I need to perform so I can make my fans happier, or is that one of the ways that you want to perform? So like, obviously you do good, but do you want to put like your fans not first, but like do you want to make them happy? I, I, I mean, like they take the time to come see us. Absolutely, we want to make them mm -hmm. happy, right? I think um. And again, this is a I, I would say this is a product of being someone from Maryland, 
you know, mm-hmm. from the city of Baltimore. Like, you know, like I, I would say that in, in, in some ways I feel more connected to these people because I'm from here. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've, I, I've been to ocean city a lot. Yeah. Right? You know, so like the people down in Salisbury, Delmarva, like, you know, I, I've been with those people before. Like I went to school in PG County. So the people in Bowie, like, you know, I've met a lot of those people in Bowie. I've, I've gone to school there. Like my dad went mm-hmm. to school there. Right. Aberdeen. When I first when I first got to Aberdeen, the coaches were telling me like, hey, like this field plays like this, this and this. I played like three high school championship baseball games on that field. Like I like I've been played there before. Like, you know, like. I think um, Norfolk, I haven't been there yet, but my mom's from Virginia. So go figure. Right? My mom's <laughs> from Norfolk. So go figure. Like I said, like, I feel like, you know, these like these are my people. Mm-hmm. So who's uh? What's the funniest baseball story, or not baseball story, but baseball player you've interacted with? Funniest baseball player I've ever interacted with is by far, and it, I mean this is not even a question. It is by far a kid named Chris Aline who was our center fielder at Maryland. Mm-hmm. Chris was the funniest dude I've ever met. Right. And I would say I would say he was funny. He was funny. He was funny because he was so like just like he was like he wasn't joking mm-hmm. about what he was saying, but it was always so funny. Like he'd be the type of person <laughs> where like I can remember times. <laughs> so I the, the story that comes to mind, like what his type of humor was. Mm-hmm. Would be like, <laughs> would be like, um, we were, uh, we were gonna, we were playing Indiana, mm-hmm. right? We're playing Indiana, and we we're playing Indiana to get in to try to get into like the tournament. Like yeah. that was the year after COVID, right? And and I remember on Friday night, it was supposed to like the, the all like a lot of people were supposed to say it's supposed to like start thunderstorming during the game on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And we get to the field, warm up, like BP, all that stuff. And like the, the radars say that it's supposed to start, like the rain and thunderstorm is supposed to start right when um right when we're supposed to first pitch, right? Mm-hmm. So we get back up into the locker room and Chris Chris starts taking his uniform off, like goes showers, like it puts his puts his like his like street clothes back on, just sitting on the couch, just eating, right? <laughs> and we're all sitting there, like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, man, we ain't playing today, right? Right. And so he he he's getting ready to he's like getting his keys to get his scooter, like about to go home. And our coaches text us and say, hey, we're going to push the game back till 7, right? And he, and he goes and sits on the couch and says, I'm, we're about to sit. He literally said, we're about to sit here until 9 o'clock and we're not going to play, right? <laughs> Bro, 8.45 comes around when they cancel the game. And he's like, see, I told you guys. <laughs> he's already dressed and just walks out. <laughs> oh, that's great. What's your uh, best Jackson holiday story? Best Jackson holiday story, I would say, is – um. I would say best Jackson holiday story is uh, <laughs> this is funny mm-hmm. when um it was it was my first game at Delmarva and mm-hmm. my first game at Delmarva and 
the my first game at Delmarva was was we I was we were facing a, a kid. His name is Harlan Susana. He was involved in the Juan Soto trade with the mm-hmm. Padres and the Washington. And um, I remember I remember like you know Harlan Susana was like 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 ninety nine to one hundred three and was throwing like not like legitimate ninety two ninety three mile hour sliders, right? <laughs> and never forget. Never forget. He um. I think Jackson popped up his at bat, mm-hmm. right? And and I was getting out there on the on deck circle, and I asked him, I was like, "Bro, what like what was it like up there? Like, you know, what's going on?" And he, mm-hmm. this kid is eighteen years old, right? He's like, "Honestly, it's not as overpowering as you think it's gonna be. I was just a little bit under it. Like, I'll be fine next at bat, <laughs> right?" I walked my at bat. Next AB, he hits a hundred and six mile an hour line drive on the first pitch of the at bat. For a single, <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> like, <laughs> he really called that." Mm-hmm. And then, where do you expect to be at the end of next season? I if mean, you have like, a pretty goal for yourself, I, I mean, like, I hope to just have been moved up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't like, you know, I don't want to set like that type of goal for myself because, like, I don't want to feel like, you know, like I failed if I if yeah. I don't achieve it. Right? I've always said that your goal should be kind of like, you know. Your goal should be things that are kind of like you know unmeasurable in a way, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think, I think for me, like I just want to see progress in myself, mm-hmm. right? No, and, and and if that leads to me getting promoted, wonderful. And if it doesn't, so be it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to yeah. see, I want to see myself progressing as a player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll let you know though. In Bowie, I interviewed uh, Tim Dijon, who's the infield coach. Awesome. And then Billy, Billy Facto, who's the development coach, both of them, great guys. You're going to have fun with them. Absolutely. I appreciate so, that. So you'll, you'll have fun in Billy. Awesome. And then I'll totally come down to see you play a game. Sometime. I appreciate that, man. I really do. Thank you for uh, coming on. No problem. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed the interview and learned a little bit about mental health or ways you can help yourself with mental health because um, that is – what I'm trying to do in these 10 episodes, uh, give you guys ways to deal with mental health or crises or whatever. Uh, if you're in need, um, next week we'll have another good guest on, uh, stay tuned for that. And thank you for listening.